Hey everyone, welcome to Scribe Book School, where you're gonna learn everything you need to know about how to write, publish, and market your book. Do you know why most readers skip book introductions? It's because most authors think the purpose of the intro is to explain everything they'll talk about in the book. Not only is this really boring, it's totally wrong. The purpose of a good introduction is to engage the reader and get them to read the book. And in this episode, you're going to learn how to do that. Here we go. What's the purpose of an introduction? A good introduction sells the reader on reading the book, right? Because you got to remember, you're competing with everything else in their life. It, like, and the answer is, why should they read this? Right, because for you to read your goals, buying the book isn't enough. Right, the the author, the the reader has got to read it and use it in their lives. Because remember, I'm sitting in a library full of books. Right, if I'm sitting over here in my fancy little Eames chair, deciding what to do, yeah, in some sense, I'm deciding between the books to read, but also I'm deciding, but you know, do I go on social media? Right, do I? Uh, write in my fancy scribe journal about my feelings? Do I go downstairs and play with my kids? Do I go uh, 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 on a walk uh, with my dog and, and family? Do I do some work? There's a million things going on in my life, right? And so for me, <clears throat> it's not which book do I read. It's, it's not even do I read this book. It's what am I going to do with my life right now? Right. So uh, that is the main thing you've really got to get into your head about an introduction. Just because someone bought the book, it doesn't it doesn't mean they're going to read it. And if they don't read it, you probably won't get a whole lot of benefit from uh, from from selling the book. You'll get the money, but you're going to get almost no other benefit. Right. So here's what an intro should not do. Don't summarize your book. Don't talk about or don't tell your life story. Uh, don't have a meandering backstory. Don't give too much detail. Nothing like that. That's all pretty. Uh, uh, that's all. You ever read a book intro you liked? Most of them are terrible because they do all of those things. So uh, what we're going to do, if you go down to the very bottom of the outline, I'm going to walk you through. We have the, the sort of structure for it's not like any other book chapter. It's very different. We're going to walk you through the, the hook, pain, pleasure, what they're going to learn. I'm going to walk you through exactly how to write an intro. So the first part of an intro is the book hook. Now, remember we talked about hooks yesterday with chapters? So I'm going to really explain what a hook is. And really all that is, is it's the sentence or the anecdote or the story you tell at the beginning of either a chapter or the introduction to, to, to get people's attention. Now, the very first, the, the hook in the introduction is the hook for the entire book, right? It's the reason people are going to read your book. And so you got to really make it good. And I'm going to give you some examples. This is the, the introduction or the hook from a book called The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle, which is actually a really good book. Let's start with a question. Why do certain groups perform better than other groups? Okay, so if you picked up a book about team building and culture and leadership, that's actually one of those questions where it's like, oh, yeah, I never actually thought about that or what, why is that, right? And he kind of gets into uh, uh, some of the science of that right away and kind of explaining that and then sets up exactly what he's going to talk about in the book. So it's like, all right, that's compelling enough. I'm going to keep reading at least a few more sentences. Here's the, the hook for, for a scribe method. I've never met you, but I'm going to read your mind. Not literally, of course. I'm going to make an educated guess about why you want to write a book. So you read that and you're like, 
at a minimum, you're like, all right, jackass, let's see if you actually know why I want to read a book, right? It's a, you're engaged and you're going to read the next part of that sentence. Or, sorry, not sentence, but page. And what's really cool about this, the way I've set this up, this is like, it's a pretty good hook. It's not amazing, but it's good. And the way I set this up is I describe a person who's in our exact avatar audience. And so if you're not one of those people, you might be smug and be like, oh yeah, he doesn't know me at all, but cool, then the book's not for you. And so you don't have to waste any time reading it and, and get upset because it's not meeting your needs, et cetera, et cetera. But if it is for you, then you're like, oh my goodness, this guy knows me. He's in my head. This is the exact right book for me, right? So that, that's why that hooks wor works pretty well. Here's another one from a book called We're All the Same Age Now. I found something quite simple that could change the world. To be perfectly clear, the idea is quite simple. The research behind it was incredi incredibly complex and the ramifications are profound, right? So keep going, but he, what David does here, David Allison, this book's about value, uh, value graphics, which is like sort of a way to understand why people make the decisions they make. It's pretty fantastic. And this book is like, or this intro is like, oh yeah, like this is interesting. Like if you care about marketing, this is like, let's see if this holds up and you're going to read at least the next couple pages, right? Here's another one. Hold on. I got to get these stupid things out of my way. There we go. All right. Um, if you let it, this, this is from one last talk. This is one of the best books I think we've done in Scribe. If you let it, this book will change your life, but fair warning, you might not enjoy the process to get there. I know I didn't. More than once I wanted to quit, but I, I, but I didn't, and I'm internally grateful I kept going. So like, okay, you read that, and you're like, all right, let's see. Let's see what this is. This is kind of interesting. I'm, I'm, I, I want to see if this claim holds up, right? The next one's the best intro I've ever, the best hook I've ever read. We shot dogs, not by accident. We did it on purpose, and we called it Operation Scooby. I'm a dog person, so I thought a lot about that. I mean, when I, I read this, it was an excerpt from the book and it was on like something like business insider or Yahoo news or whatever. And I read this, I kept reading. It was like the whole first chapter. I think read the whole excerpt, uh, bought the book on Kindle, uh, canceled two meetings. I had that day, read the whole book. Now, like, don't get me wrong. The first part is by far the most impactful and, and the rest of the book is it's okay. Uh, it was, it was solid. I'm glad I read it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like this. And it, what so makes this so amazing, he goes on to explain essentially that uh, the dogs were like licking up blood and eating dead bodies and they had to shoot them because they were giving away their positions. They were in a, like a, a firefight with insurgents and all this stuff. And so it made sense. But my God, my God, man. Like, because like, uh, I am a dog person too. And I was just like, oh, this was gripping. So the point of this is, and this is true whether it's for your book hook or for any chapter, the best hooks start in the middle of the highest intensity, right? Your hook's probably the thing you don't think you can say, but you kind of want to say. Now, you may not know the hook now. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but uh, the, a couple of tests you can use it. You probably do, honestly, but maybe about a half people know early on, like, yeah, I know where I need to start. If you don't, that's fine. Just ask yourself, what will the audience care by, be interested in, or be shocked by? What's the most interesting story or inflammatory statement in your book? And, or what do you have to say to break the rules or that breaks the rules, right? What do you have, what, what, what statement or claim breaks the rules?
the second part is so once you've kind of and it's, again it's not just a sentence it's 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 either a claim a question a whole story it can be two or three pages right if it's a really compelling story the second part of the introduction is hold on i gotta fix this again i have no idea what there we go second part of the introduction is you is telling stories about the reader's current pain why did they pick up the book now, do you remember if you remember yesterday an audience, we did this already. That's the second question or the third question in the audience section. What pain is the person experiencing because they've not read your book, your avatar? That's exactly the same thing. You could almost, if you did this extensively, you could copy and paste it. The next one, next part of the introduction is, is telling a story about the transformation the reader will get from the book. What's their new life going to be like once they read and implement the book? And if you remember yesterday, we did this uh, with audience. That's the fourth part. What's the transformation a person will get? So if you, if you took the time, uh, either uh, during the session or after, to really write out the audience section, you've already got two parts, the pain and the transformation of your introduction. Then what you're going to do is tell them what they're going to learn, right? So you literally just say, in this book, you're going to learn this, and then, you know, we'll go over this, and kind of high level. And it, don't make it boring. Don't make it like... Uh, I have a saying I like to say, like no one cares about our, our uh, no one cares how the sausage is made until they know how delicious it is. Same thing's true here. Uh, if you look, I'll get, the best example is the introduction to the scribe method. I wrote this to really embody clearly all of these principles. Almost every good book instruction you've ever read, read is gonna follow these principles in some way, shape, or form. But this one, like to the point where what you're gonna learn is bulleted in here. But it's not an actual, like I don't talk about, you're gonna learn, um, you know, uh, you're gonna learn how, exactly how to make your customer avatar or what. I don't talk about it like that. What The way I talk about it is, you're gonna learn how to know uh, uh, pr to know for sure you have an audience that's waiting to buy your book before you write it. Because that's a fear most people have, right? So they're like, oh yeah, that is something I want to learn. So you want to make sure you write out what they're going to learn, not in a mechanic, mechanistic, tactical way, but almost think of it like a sales page. What are they going to get excited about learning, right? What problems are they going to solve? What transformations are they going to get from the knowledge? That's really where you want to kind of hammer that home. Then the next part is you're going to talk about yourself. You're going to just describe your background or, your, or the origin of the book. But basically, you're only answering one question. Why are you the guide that they're going to trust to help them? So if you remember yesterday when Emily introduced me to all of you, she didn't tell you everything about me. There's all kinds of super cool stuff about my life. She didn't mention any of it. All she talked about was my credentials and experience in books because that's all you really care about, right? You're, you're coming to me to teach you how to write a book. And so that's the thing that you want to know about. So that's all she focused on. There, there's an optional part. I like to put this in, by no means do you need to, but uh, I like to tell the reader what the book is and what it's not, right? And really this is just a way of setting expectations to make sure that the right people are reading your book and the wrong people aren't and to let them know what to expect and to kind of frame their experience of the book, right? So if you say something like, you know, like I think I say in the scribe method, I say something like, uh, you know, if, if, if this book is not uh, uh, some uh, ridiculous scheme that's gonna tell you how to write a bestseller in a weekend because that's not possible. It's not gonna tell you how to write a book in 30 days because any book you write in 30 days isn't gonna be any good. Uh, you know, it's, uh, stuff like that, right? It kind of lays out what to expect. 
And then you segue to the first chapter. So here's the question we always get here. Does your book have to have an introduction? No, but it will hurt your book if you don't. If you just hop into in, like information and don't actually set up the book, don't sell them on reading the book, you are going to have a hard time keeping, uh, getting them started and keeping readers. Now, do you have to call the first part of your book the introduction? No, you don't. You can, you can write uh, the introduction exactly the way I just outlined it and call it chapter one, and that's totally cool. Why would you do that? We talked about it earlier, right? Most book introductions are boring and stupid, and so people have been trained to skip them, right? Do not, do not, first off, obviously don't write a boring, stupid introduction, but do not skip writing an introduction, a good one, the way I outlined. Uh, just call it chapter one if you want. I always call it introduction, just the way I like, but then I, I, I name it something cool, you know, uh, read this before you get started or whatever, something like that, right? Now, we recommend you write your introduction last. Why? Because you don't fully know your book until it's written. I, and I mean that seriously. I, it doesn't matter how well your, uh, or how, how good your knowledge is. Like I, I use this as an example so many times because it's true. I knew everything in this book before I started writing it. But once it was done, a lot of the, st the way I phrased things, the stuff that came out, um, it had its own life beyond what I anticipated ahead of time. Even It wasn't fundamentally different, but there was enough different that I waited till the, it was the last thing I wrote. I wrote the introduction, I think, two days before the rough draft was the deadline, right? Because I knew the whole book. I had it in my head. Now it was really easy to go through and do that. All right, let's take questions right now. Usually we get a lot of questions at this point. It depends got a, though. Got a couple here. One was a couple of people been asking, been asking about length around intro. Like what's the right length for an introduction? The right length for everything is as short as possible without leaving anything out. Like I'm going to give this speech now. If you are looking for a, a direct prescription, you have to do X number of words and X number of pages. You are in the wrong place. Okay. That is not how writing books work. And anyone who tells you there's an exact prescription for any of those things is lying to you or trying to sell you bullshit or both. Okay. There is not, there is not a, a, a direct exact formula. It's, if you're going to write a book, you got to understand you're not a sheep anymore. You're not just a cog in a machine mindlessly following directions anymore. You got to think for yourself now. Now we give you guidelines. And, and conventions, and you can follow those or not, that's fine, and that's, that's okay. But if you're looking for it needs to be 2,000 words and not a word more, an exact number, no, 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 that's not gonna happen, okay? Um, generally, the best convention you can have is as short as possible without leaving anything out. Another one here, uh, I think this person's confusing, um, uh, forward an introduction. Maybe you could just explain the difference because somebody's like, well, uh, the question was like, well, what if some, you want somebody else to write your intro? Right. You? Great. So, so uh, great, great point. Great question. They're very different things. A forward is where someone who has high status or is well known in your field uh, kind of introduces the book to the reader. Um, you could totally do that. Most books don't have forwards. Most books don't need forwards. If you, uh, you, your book, Generally speaking, your book probably won't have a forward, 
okay? Um, but if you're like writing a book on startups and uh, you're super good friends with Elon Musk and he's willing to write a foreword, then take it, right? But chances are it's not gonna happen. Uh, <clears throat> every book has gotta have an intro if you want it to be good, I should say. It's not, again, no hard and fast. The convention is pretty much every single book has a, a chapter at the beginning that looks or feels like an introduction that, that, ex, that ex, goes through everything I just uh, uh, went through. Um, a forward is, is not that necessary. It's written by someone else and it's like, it's just like, if you're going into a, here's where you really need a forward. If you're a complete unknown in your field and you're making a bunch of really radical claims that are very out of the norm, then a forward can, from someone who is high status, incredible in your field, a forward can help alleviate a lot of the, um, the social pushback you're going to get, right? But you're, all you're doing is buying status on someone else's status by having a forward. But you don't need one. So if you do, cool, but you don't need it. So here's another one. Tucker, this is a little off base, but I think it's worth visiting because apparently uh, this uh, uh, attendee is a little confused. The question is, okay, it makes total sense to write the introduction last, but then why do we have to polish positioning before we start writing? Maybe you can just revive. So there's a jump there that I didn't I, I don't need <laughs> but, you but just, I think You just detonated the Tucker bomb. I know, <laughs> I knew I was gonna detonate the bomb. But I think it's really worth, if someone's confused about this, it's really worth going uh, quickly. No, it is. It reminds me of the, um, I forget who said this, the famous physicist who like he got some paper from a grad student or something or some other physicist. He said, this, this isn't right. This isn't even wrong. <laughs> okay. So uh, first you get your positioning locked in. Then you do your outline, okay? So you outline your chapters, then you outline your conclusion, then you outline your introduction, the way it's laid out on the template. Then you start writing. After you've outlined everything, then you start writing. You start with chapter one, and you can write your chapters out of order. We'll talk about that later. But generally speaking, you start with chapter one, you go all the way through, then you write your conclusion, then you write your introduction. That's the conventional way to do it. Yeah, he skipped an entire step, uh, yeah. uh, which would be outlining, I think. And, and, and the thing that I say about positioning is it really is the foundation of the structure you're building. And if you aren't really clear on who you're writing for, you're going to get in trouble down the road. When yeah, if that wasn't clear. So you may, he, he may not have been here yesterday, which then the question makes total sense. Uh, um, if you weren't here yesterday, go watch the positioning and outlining videos. They're already up on YouTube. Uh, after to, uh, the live training, you watch those again and again until you get it. I got one more for you here. Um, does writing so writing the intro last? That makes sense. What about writing the title? Should you also write that last? Yeah. So uh, book titles don't matter until the very end. You don't need a book title right now. If you have one in your head, cool. Then if you notice on the outline, there's a place that has you know, working title. Insert it. Put it right there. No problem. Um, your title will probably change a couple times as you write your book. That's very common for me. I don't think I've ever written a book where what I thought the title would be at the beginning was the title at the end. Maybe there's one or two, uh, but that uh, don't worry about a title at all right now. Uh, 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 you just put that down whenever you have. Uh, 
whenever you have a working one, put it down and you're going to come up with a bunch of ideas, write those down. You need to lock your title in literally right before you start publishing. So there's months until that's important. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. If you found this episode valuable, then definitely check out our free online workshops at scribebookschool.com. During the workshop, we'll teach you our exact step-by-step process for how to write, publish, and market your book. It's totally free, and you can watch it right from the comfort of your home. Again, you can sign up at scribebookschool.com. And beyond that, you can support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned because we have a lot of good stuff coming on Scribe Book School. Scribe Book School.